0: chose to start with today is a tribute to mothers from our perspective as mothers. It's basically a thank you to our moms for guiding and discipling us. My favorite line in the song goes, I'll pass it on again and you will never die. Your words will be inside a pair of little eyes. Your love will never ever stop. In this line I see the beautiful legacy of faith that so many of us here are truly privileged to have experienced. I also see the deep desire to pass it on to train up and raise our generation of kids who will know the one who created them and to walk in right relationship with God. So here is our little thank you to you moms.
1: Show me the way to go and I will follow you, show me the way to go and I will follow you, you. Show me the way to go and I will follow You've proven nothing but the best for me and I thank you You've spent my whole life trying to repay the favor You've given everything to me that I would need to know And now you still don't want to stop Gonna get you back one day
2: Good morning. This is a representation of the mums of young children in our church family. Uh, many of these mums and other mums in our church family who aren't here today or are busy with other things have kind of come and gone uh, in this group, but uh, just want to give you a bit of history for our group. Uh, about three years ago, I felt a bit of a nudge to get a mums group going. I kept trying to figure out how to go about it. You see, before we moved here, I'd been involved in a mums group back in Blumenort area and just loved it, just thrived on it that I could take my kids and meet with mums my age and and talk about life. And about six or seven years after we moved here, then I got a mums group going together with somebody and a number of you were participating in that. And that was really good. It ran for about three years. And then I don't know if I petered out or it petered out or what, but anyways, I felt the nudge again to get one going, but I didn't really want to do it alone. So I, after hemming and hawing and thinking about it, I put it in the bulletin to see is anybody going to help me? Anybody see this vision? Anybody want to be in for the ride? And it's about
3: three years ago that uh, I officially retired from interior house painting. And one of my concerns was that I would still feel productive and useful and purposeful. And so I asked God to show me what involvement I should start in fall. So I quit painting in June. So I was praying about this in July. I remember very clearly talking to Joel Stevenson and telling her about this. And she said to me, well, Karen, it's, an, it's not September yet. Like, why don't don't stress about it. God will show you in his time. And so I kept praying about it. And then when Pearl made that announcement Sunday morning here in church, in my heart, I knew and uh, it's just been a, a great three years of getting together Tuesday morning. And one of my roles or one of my goals is to, uh, to get a good shot of caffeine into the women before we start our discussion time. So it's, it's just been really, really good.
2: Very critical. All right. So out of that, Sarah and Susie were also two others that stepped forward and wanted to get involved. Uh, And so out of that, the four of us met and decided we would start it. We would start it Tuesday mornings, see where it went. Uh, Karen and I would officially lead. Sarah would get people to try and babysit or try to get people to babysit the little ones. And Susie would do coffee and kind of be a general support And So from there it got off the ground and over the last couple years a number of the roles have changed a bit according to life situations But uh, so thankful for these women for responding initially Uh, Karen and I have been giving direction to this group for about three years now and Quite a few of you out there have been involved in babysitting these little ones for which we are so grateful It is so valuable to have uh, the kids that don't sit in car seats anymore Upstairs and so we can't even hear whether they're happy or sad So thank you very much so that it can uh, provide a time for these moms to connect and actually finish a sentence Without running after somebody or being interrupted by somebody that wants candy or something Uh, So thank you very much Uh, One of the springboards for us was Titus 2 verse 4 then they the older women can train younger women to love their husbands and children we had seen this mentoring of older women and younger women informally in our church for a long time you you women have been amazing uh informally but we decided we wanted to take a more formal role in in doing some of this so so thus began mums group and our desire was to see mums connect and to see them go deeper into god's word so we do get together on tuesday mornings start off with coffee and a snack And then we spend some time in a study and some time sharing with one another. Uh, We share on Tuesday mornings, but social media has also been a huge part of this. We have a Facebook group, and so during the week, if uh, we want to ask someone for prayer or a concern in our lives, we can touch base that way, and uh, so that's huge. We study two books a year. One book is on parenting, and one is on Bible study. And so, I don't know. These women might be, might be tired of me and Karen hammering home over and over again. Spend time in God's word. Spend time in God's word. But that is actually quite critical. We've been very blessed by these moms and their desire to teach and train their children according to scripture. And so we, the group has ebbed and flowed over time as life situations and children's needs have changed. But we meet September to May once a week to connect, encourage, and grow. And it's not uncommon to have 12 to 15 moms out And so you can imagine the number of children that would be. And so it's just a wonderful, wonderful time. And if you saw Kids Church this morning, you know we have a thriving group. And now Ron.
4: Good morning. If you've ever had the privilege of attending one of our mornings, you can know that, or you would know, that we can talk for hours. But today we'll try and cut that down. When we were approached about organizing the service for today, we used several questions to gauge which direction to go. After reading the responses, we decided that this casual um, sharing of our responses would be a great way of showing you what this group means to us and what an important ministry it is in this church. Thank you, Karen and Pearl, for sharing how your prayers turned into a vision and has become an amazing place of hope and really a vision for all of a uh, village for all of us. Our village includes not only all of us but incredibly, um, incredible godly leaders who sacrifice their own time to lead us. It includes selfless, loving ladies and one male, from young to older, who give their time so we can actually study God's word together, which is such a gift and we are so grateful for all of you who have taken part in that. I love seeing God's work on both sides of this. On the other side of Karen's search for purpose Pearl's passion for young moms, there were prayers from young women searching for something more. One in particular shared this with us. After the first time I went to mom's group, I got home and told my husband that this group of women is exactly what has been missing in my life, what I have been needing. There is so much wisdom, honesty and openness there. And that was after the first meeting. Two other moms shared how they were new to the community and really didn't know anyone else. Both came the first day and left feeling they had found a place they belonged. Not everyone is comfortable sharing in this type of format, and not everyone could be here today. But I will open it up now for those who have agreed to share. I will start off by reading the questions that we generally um, based our responses on. What does this group mean to you? What keeps you coming? How has it impacted your life? And what has God been teaching you through our time?
5: Got it. I've been attending this group since the beginning. Um, the first few years, I was kind of in the weeds, I would say, in parenting. <laughs> Maybe I still am, I don't know. Um, my boys were little. Some weeks I would go and really wonder why I was there. It was hard. Uh, I would have a baby on my hip, um, and it took a lot of effort to keep him happy. I don't know that I always even realized what the discussion was or was able to contribute um, in a meaningful way, but I kept going. And one of the reasons why I did is because after I became a mom, I realized that for me, parenting is really, and mothering, um, can be very lonely. I'm an extrovert by nature, And I didn't have that interaction daily, going into work, interacting with other people. I just had these little people who really depended on me, and I didn't know what I was doing, and it was hard. This group took the edge off some of that loneliness. Even when there was nothing that I gained, um, or felt like I was contributing, it still was better than being alone. And I think God has intended us to be in community with each other. Because I kept going, um, I now am at a very different place and can contribute in a very different way. And it was amazing. You, you know, there was one year in particular parenting that was really, really hard. And I would, <laughs> I would show up and just like struggle through just to make it through that hour, um, keeping my baby happy. And and then I would go home, and then a meal would show up. At my door um, and that's happened more than one time just meeting each other's needs parenting has brought things out in me that uh, I never thought would be part of my character prior to becoming a mother and unfortunately not always in the best of ways I thought I was fairly patient before I became a mother I thought it would was fairly easy for me to be or difficult for me to be frustrated and that's. Not the case. Um, In one of the books that we study, it was called Respectable Sins, and, um, and it was talking about being frustrated, and it said this, this type of reaction has its roots in my ungodliness at that moment. At that time, I'm living as though God is not involved in my life or circumstances. I fail to recognize the invisible hand of God behind whatever is triggering my frustration. In the heat of the moment, I tend not to think about God at all. Instead, I focus on the immediate cause of my frustration. So this is just one example of things we've studied. There have been many things that have impacted me. This is just one that I pulled out. Um, but has just been a reminder for me to bring God into everything. There are so many times as a mom where I try to do it on my own. I don't even feel like I have time maybe to bring God in. And that is, has been and continues to be one of the lessons for me. Good
6: morning this mums group these ladies surrounding me as well as the other ladies who give up their Tuesday mornings to care for our children while we study are so cherished by me I have spoke to how important this group is to me before but I think it's important to revisit that on a day like today there is no doubt in my mind that God knew exactly what support I would need in my special mum journey the past few years. In the fall of 2015 Theo was about seven months, seven months old and his delays were increasingly obvious. It was getting harder for me to take him out in public and have to face the obvious difference between him and his peers. I was full of fear and I felt very alone waiting to waiting to find out if our Theo was gonna be okay. I was also worried sick that I wasn't doing the best for him. And oftentimes, oftentimes staying home and pretending it wasn't so bad was the best thing for me, or so I thought. As I was closing doors and starting to alienate myself more and more, God had a different plan. I cannot remember exactly why I decided to give this mom's group a try, if it was a special invite or just an offhand suggestion. But God knew that I needed this group. And so with a peace that passes all understanding, he gave me the ability to enjoy the mornings that I spend here, surrounded by all the other healthy children. This is one place that I could come and feel that my child would be okay. No matter what the problem would turn out to be. Because he was a child of God first, even before I gave birth to him. The books that we studied and the conversations that we had gave me some hope that God would carry us through this. These awesome ladies have, were among the first people that I ever expressed my fears about Theo's future to, and they were the first friends that I wept with when we finally heard the diagnosis. They comforted me, they prayed for me, and they allowed me to feel safe while being completely vulnerable. Without this group, I am not sure how I would have coped with all of the uncertainty. Week after week, we studied scripture that led me to God for strength and wisdom. The following year, as I made the nearly impossible decision of taking the training that would take me away from my kids for weeks at a time, they encouraged me through notes and prayers and showed support with hugs and meals for the family when I was away. When I doubted my decision, this group of ladies and the conversations we had continued to affirm it. God was constantly at work, healing wounds, reviving my spirit, and replacing fear with hope. And now, sometime in the past year, I've recognized a shift. Where I once sat tearfully crying for prayers and support, I now hear myself speaking of this journey with thankfulness and gratitude. We rejoice together. My deep fear for the future has been replaced with a hope that only he can provide. I know now that God already knows this story and he can't wait to unveil his awesome plan to Joe and myself and eventually to Theo. I know there will be times of sadness and uncertainty to come, times where I am desperate for prayer, but the Bible studies we've done and the conversations we've had has deepened my faith, and I know it will be him I turn to. I just wanna say thanks to these ladies for being a part of his master plan in my life, for walking alongside me during my struggles and inviting me to walk alongside you and yours. I am so grateful for all of you. Happy Mother's Day.
7: I would like to say as well that it's been such an incredible blessing to be a part of a group like this. I don't know what it would be like without it. Um, This group started exactly when we began our parenting journey, but I don't want to know because I don't know what I would do without it. What has God been teaching me? I always knew I wanted to be a mum, and as I prepared to enter that world, I found myself with a passion to do two things. First, to equip our children in their life journey for all the world would throw at them. As we've discussed lately, um, and if you haven't noticed, our world has a lot to throw these days and it seems impossible to do. Our studies this year have challenged us that we cannot pass on to our children what we do not have for ourselves. I don't like to admit it because it puts a lot of pressure solely on me, but I believe it's true. Learning to slowly become the mom that I want to be means constantly working on my own faith journey and digging into God's word for myself. We have the greatest manual possible for life. We just have to use it as such. I saw a note yesterday evening that read, God knew life doesn't need a manual like it needs a mum holding on to his word. The second is to be present in the stages of motherhood. Don't get me wrong, my passion is not to be up all night, to change diapers all day, or to deal with attitude. Uh, Being a young mum is hard, we all agree. It can be lonely, exhausting, far from glamorous most days, and not nearly always what you would label as fun. But it goes fast, and my hope is to look back on each stage and not regret that I didn't take in the good that it had to offer. I want to remember the blessing that it is to call these children my own, that I get to love them, and I'm lucky enough to spend the days and years witnessing the wonder of them as they grow up in our home. I am far from doing this as well as I would like, it's definitely a work in progress, but I give myself reminders and try to simply do my best in the time or circumstance at being present. I have underlined and highlighted a paragraph in the book we just finished studying for myself in this, and it reads as follows. Perfection is an illusion. In the midst of motherhood's busy seasons, it's easy to lose sight of the truth that only Jesus is perfect. If you're going to become who he wants you to be, you need to embrace his perfection and let go of the idea that you can be the perfect mum. Trust me, your children don't need rooms that look like you found them on a Pinterest board. They don't need to be enrolled in every sport or go to every after school activity. They don't need to be dressed in designer outfits every day. You don't need to have a perfectly themed birthday party or a showroom house. It's the simple things that have the most lasting impact reading bedtime stories, baking cookies, playing Monopoly or Candyland on a rainy afternoon surrounded by piles of laundry. You know what those piles of laundry say to the child in the moment? They say you are more important. The bottom line is that your kids don't need you to be perfect, they need you to be present. Thank goodness, because most of those things are not in my realm of reality as a mom. And I think we have talked about that too, we all agree. (laughs) Um, However, even doing none of those things, it can still be hard to be present. It takes a conscious effort to put your kids first and to put the exhaustion, the pressures, and the ever-mounting to-do list on the back burner. I am so thankful to be a part of this amazing group, a place not just to connect with other moms and discuss parenting, but to study God's word for ourselves and our own faith journeys, a place to learn how to do all of these things together.
0: This moms group has been life-giving for me. When the Bible talks about unity in the church, this is a place where I've seen it in action. And it's not just unity in the commonalities we have being young moms. There is something significant about having unity in the truth and having the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. I wish you could all experience a morning together with us. It is a gift from God The honesty in our failures, the vulnerability in our struggles, and the grace of God that floods each morning screams church to me. In John 13, verse 34 and 35, Jesus says to his disciples, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I feel deeply loved by, and I dearly love, each one of these women. This week, I read a beautiful description of church unity from John Piper, and by God's grace, even with my human imperfection and sin nature, I feel like it describes the unity that we have here. God's design for unity in the church is spirit-rooted, Christ-manifesting, truth-cherishing, and humbly loving. Now, what has God been teaching me? As you've heard mentioned this morning, we've been studying books together as a group. Um, this, since Christmas, we've been reading the book, Becoming Mom Strong, together. If I had to summarize the message that has been coming through strong and clear all throughout this book, and I'll be quoting the author here, it's that we were born to thirst for our Creator. Without coming to Him daily, we'll eventually find ourselves weary, weak, and discouraged. We can't give our kids what we don't have ourselves. So, what we've been talking about basically since Christmas is to get into the Word of God, to read the Bible for yourself, to really learn to love His Word. I think it was Pearl this last week who mentioned doing an exercise in Psalm 119, underlining all the verses that talk about the Word of God and what it is and what it does. So, I did that this week and I was amazed. And let me share just a little bit of what I underlined Your Word strengthens me, Your Word is my delight. Your word gives hope, your word is trustworthy, your word comforts, your word is more precious to me than anything on this earth. Your word is eternal, your word is true, your word gives wisdom, insight and understanding as I obey, your word is sweet, your word is a light, your word is my refuge and my shield, your word sustains, your word gives peace. And the author of this psalm repeats over and over and over again, I love your word. I long for your word. I will obey your word. And so through our Moms Group study... God has been giving me a greater love for his word. And as he does that, my sin also becomes clearer and clearer to me. I feel like some days mothering brings out the most sinful parts of me. You know, the selfishness, the complaining, the stubbornness, the bad attitudes. And I'm not talking about my kids. I'm talking about myself. The very things we are desperately trying to work on in our kids' lives. Please tell me I'm not the only one. That is where I am grateful for this honest and trustworthy group of women who I can share with during our mornings together or throughout the week. Because while mothering is the hardest thing I've ever done, it's also the thing that has caused the most growth in my relationship with Christ. I can't tell you how many times I've had to repeat 2 Corinthians 12.9 to myself. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. My weakness is actually the perfect opportunity for God's strength to be displayed. Or 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If God wills, when I'm old and gray and maybe even gone from this earth, I want my kids to say they wanted to be like their mom. I hope I give them an example to follow, not in what I accomplished or what I was good at, But that they see that while I sure wasn't perfect, I also sure loved Jesus and followed after, trusted in, and obeyed his word. And so with an open hand, I hold these precious lives that God has given us and beg God for wisdom, discernment, and loads and loads and loads of grace as we raise them up to love their creator and savior.
8: As I sat down to write, I paused and I listened to life happen around me. I could hear Jesse and Sebastian just ending bath time. In his most curious voice, I heard Sebastian say, huh, where mama? And then his little bare feet wandering around the house looking for me. It took just a minute, and then I was greeted by the sweetest little naked two-year-old hug, and my heart was full. Not every moment is this dreamy at our house. I never expected it to be, but it takes a little extra courage and a little extra help to make it through some of those tough moments. When my toddler asks for fishy crackers and then points to the wheat thins so I give him both just to have him thrown all over the freshly swept floor with with loud sad cries. Or when he's trying to get used to the big boy bed and he's changed his mind and wants to switch to the crib for the umpteenth time this week. Or maybe when I'm waking him up for daycare, which he genuinely loves, but he has a a teenage-sized tantrum about being woken up early, even though just yesterday he woke me up a whole hour earlier. Or when I make a delicious supper that I think we're all going to love and he refuses to eat it and asks for peanut butter and jam instead. Or when I'm trying to convince him to climb into the car and instead he runs around the house to the sandbox because he knows that mom can't outrun him anymore. And these are just examples from the last couple of days. Being a parent, and in my case a mom, is hard work. There are so many days when I look at the clock hoping that it's nap time because I'm already exhausted, but it's still hours away. And yet in those moments, my heart is still full. Becoming a mom didn't happen the way I imagined it. When you wait for something longer than you'd expected, no matter how long that is, it hurts. I found that holding on to hope, knowing that God had a good future planned for me, even though I didn't know what that future looked like, was what I needed. I prayed countless times for God's best future, even if it was different from what I planned. Those years built up in me a thankfulness, no matter my circumstances, that makes all of those tough moments bearable and even wonderful in their own way. They reminded me that my God is always protecting me and that I have a support network in you and in these ladies who understand and have been there each in your own way. It's normal to long for rest, and it's normal to have no idea how to teach a toddler the art of clear communication and simple manners. It's all normal, and it's all okay. There's a song that feels like it speaks to my heart each time I hear it. I Get to Be the One by JJ Heller. I've sung it to our soon-to-be newborn already, and I've sung it together with Sebastian. Well, hello, little baby. You should know, little baby, that I am the lucky one. I get to be the one to hold your hand. I get to be the one. Through birthdays and broken bones, I'll be there to watch you grow. I get to be the one. I get to be the one to hug my toddler back to feeling safe when he falls out of bed in the middle of the night. I get to be the one to wake up and hear his little voice each morning. I get to be the one to chase him across the house and talk to him about why he shouldn't have started another sucker without asking Mommy and Daddy. I get his giggles, his hugs, and his endless love. I get to impose mummy tax on all of his yummy snacks. I get to be the one to read him his bedtime story. And I get to be the one to have both of his little hands on my face to make sure I don't look away while he tells me all about how much fun he and Daddy just had outside. I get that in my life. That is my life. And I'm so thankful. That future I prayed for, God's best future, is looking pretty amazing to me. And I'm so thankful to have the
4: opportunity to be called Mom. I wish I could share all of the other responses with you. There isn't enough time, but there were some general themes that ran through. One of the biggest I found was a secure place to be vulnerable. It's hard as a mom in this stage where you feel like you're judged on everything that you're doing and to be able to be in this space and be vulnerable, we share our successes and joys, but also we can be very real about our sorrows and failures, and, uh, and it's all without judgment. Um, the power of having a whole group of women who you know will be on it the moment you send out a prayer request, whether it's Tuesday morning or any other day of the week, you can feel those prayers going up the second you send them out. Um, It's our chance to really discuss God's Word and grow spiritually. Sunday mornings are not that easy to focus spiritually with young ones surrounding you. Honesty, accountability and encouragement to keep growing. We're never tired of you encouraging us to stay in the Word. The value of leaders who have been where we are and share honestly about their experiences and encourage us endlessly. Learning the truth about our acceptance of each other, but more importantly, we've learned about God's acceptance of each of us, no matter where we are. The focus is always on Jesus, and again, getting into God's word for advice and wisdom. It really is our manual. The indescribable connection as mothers trying to raise godly children in this world, and just the basic scheduled weekly time of refreshment that is so meaningful to all of us. We are also grateful that God has provided this place for us to help guide us along in our various stages of motherhood. And we are thankful for so many of you that have been a part of that. Thank you.
0: could you stand with us as we uh, sing our closing song
1: are you hurting and broken within overwhelmed by the weight of your sin Jesus is calling the end of yourself. Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Behind your regrets and mistakes, come today. There's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling.
9: Uh, morning. Thank you very, very much, ladies. And um, I'm not totally sure who deserves a greater round of applause, the ladies up here or the dads back there with their kids. I thought everything was going to go to pot here this morning with all the, the young moms up here. And, and it was unbelievable. Um, either you sent all your kids home or the dads did. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Or the dads did an awesome job too, and so uh, kudos to you, dads, uh, for taking care of the kids back there. Fantastic! Thank you very much, ladies, for giving us a little bit of your heart here this morning, and God's rich blessing on you as you continue to do the most awesome and difficult job in the world. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for uh, for who you are, and again today we thank you for the plan, uh, the big picture plan of uh, grandparents and parents and children, and the plan of, of, of passing on, uh, commending your works from one generation to another, telling the stories, uh, talking and teaching and training. God bless mums today in a very, very real way. And uh, thank you again for this church family, and thank you for being here this morning and blessing us. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all this week.